Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with social media growth expert, Catherine TD. She is based in New York City and originally from Blue Springs, Missouri. She grew her online audience from 1,000 to 29,000 in 10 months using content around personal development and growth while working a nine to five job. She experienced rapid growth on social media this year, which she began posting all of this online. She talks to her growing audience about personal development and how to's to grow. It's a great story. Enjoy this interview. Hey, Joe. How's it going? Hi, Catherine. How are you today? Great. How are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Where are you coming out of? Uh, New York City. New York City. Right on. Yes. Yeah, my... I was just in Blue Springs for the holidays. Oh, so. were you? Okay. Yep. Are, are, are you from there? Okay. Excellent. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get into all of that. Um, so I want to begin our conversation with surviving a pandemic. I know New York was kind of a different world during that time. So how did you survive the pandemic and how does it, how has it changed you now that we're kind of coming out of it and things are opening back up? Sure. I was actually in Kansas city for the pandemic. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I I was in Charlotte, North Carolina for seven years, moved back to Kansas city, uh, end of 2019. And then the pandemic hit a couple months later. Wow. So I'm really glad. I mean, it would have it was much more survivable in Kansas City than probably out here would have been. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you know, having a jazz radio show and talking to musicians that were in New York, it was like it got to a point where they couldn't even practice their instruments because it was just constant noise and just mm-hmm. everything started getting kind of crazy, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and Kansas City's so spread out. I mean, you can drive, there's parks everywhere, there's That's latitude. Right you know? Yeah. So, um, so let's get to the heart and core heart and soul of what you do for a living. I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of grade school kids, third graders, it's career day. And one of them's curious and asks you, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Sure. So I have a nine to five and I have a side hustle. The nine to five is renewable energy. So I help big companies, islands, governments, implement renewable energy projects for their infrastructure. So I help them um, cut down on uh, carbon or they, I help them with carbon offset. And then I um, help them figure out the financials behind it all as well. Okay. So that's my nine to five Mm -hmm. last year, starting in January, I started posting content online and had rapid growth with that on LinkedIn And based off of the growth from that, I am now starting a little side business where I help other people grow with content strategy. Okay. So the one thing that's made it even plausible to drive across Kansas, and you probably know this very well, is all of those big windmills that are out there. Mm -hmm. How does that play into the whole renewable world? and, and, And what is that all about? The windmills are a great way to um, reduce your carbon offset, but uh, I think the biggest, the biggest, the best way for your dollar to stretch is probably solar still, just because of all the incentives that go with it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, wind is great out in the Midwest, tons of places to put it, tons of wind out there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and I've seen all those. They're gigantic. Yeah. It's amazing. It's majestic. It almost looks like you're 
going up on some sci-fi film when you start seeing them on the horizon and then yeah you know, that's what it looks like <laughs> it's wild yeah. so what did you want to be in the third grade what was your dream to grow up and become you know that's a great question i'm not even sure i knew what i wanted to be i did play instruments i played the piano i was in orchestra symphonic orchestra um maybe a musician okay at some point in my life so Okay. Can't think back that far. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. The Rolodex gets full, believe me. So let's go back to Blue Springs and how did these seeds get into you to 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 be in New York and to have this sense of 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 growth and being an entrepreneur? How did all of these things become and evolve into you now? Well, um, I went through a pretty rough time at the end of my time in Charlotte, North Carolina. And that's why I came home, just for some grounding. Um, and I had a really, maybe they call it like the a darkness of the soul, dark night of the soul, where I came back, grounded myself, and just said, you know, enough with kind of trying to live without, live outside of my means and trying to be like this big shot um, and just kind of come back to humble beginnings. You know, Midwesterns are like the most humble. I don't know if you've lived anywhere else outside of the Midwest, but <laughs> that's we're the most humble people right. you can find. Yeah. Um, and I had to get back to that. I think just growing up being that way and then kind of trying to like be a flashy version of myself wasn't working for me. Yeah. Um, so came back, grounded myself, you know, had really hard, truthful talks with myself. And from there, I was able to kind of like put my life back together at the foundation. Okay. And then after that, um, I had a lot of great things happen for me and ended up in New York. And then when I moved here, just uh, like creative calling happened in my soul. It was like, I've always been a creative person, just as a musician, as an artist. And then um, I wasn't doing that as much anymore. So I started creating content online. And it all kind of fit together and um, aligned. So what do you like the best about living in New York? Oh, everything. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so much, it's so different than anywhere I've ever lived. Yeah. I don't have a car anymore, which is like the best thing of my life. Yeah, man, <laughs> um, I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wonderful. And you I always think like cars aren't that bad. I really don't like driving, but then like you I just got a tax bill from Missouri and I don't live there anymore, so I didn't have to pay anything. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, cars are expensive. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we had a big huge dust up. They did a reassessment this year and they didn't do it right. And everybody's in an uproar. So we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> that must be why I got something because I haven't lived there yeah. in over a year. But um, yeah, I was just, it's, it's so nice not to have a car, but every, every single thing is different here. People are different here. Um, they're more abrasive and I love that. I'm, I'm a little bit abrasive. Um, and conversations are different here. Yeah. Um, perspectives different here. So I love it. I have family. My dad was born in Brooklyn and raised in Long Island. So I have family that's up there. And yeah, I mean, I, I knew that immediately. There's just a whole different mindset. Everything's just, it's just different, you know, and you don't really understand it until you get into the cauldron of it. I was even telling my wife the other day 
that and she was like how can all these buildings be that compact and how can that much be on that island and i'm like when you get into certain blocks during bright sunshine it's literally dark because of the shadows off of the buildings and you just yeah. your orientation your um your compass needles thrown off bad so it's wild there's that's so funny you say that because my fiance is he can always tell where north is which is foreign to me i don't know where anything is yeah in the country in the city i'm like yeah it's this way we're going uh -huh. south yep. and i don't know how that happened because i can't find my way anywhere like even in blue springs still yeah <laughs> Yeah, like if I get into Midtown, it's like, yeah, east of Truce. I mean, I'm I'm like right there. I lived in Midtown for a while and downtown. And my direction being in the urban core, totally. But when I get in the suburbs or I get in Kansas, I'm like, everything looks the same. Yeah. Everything, like, I don't know where the hell I'm at. So, it's not a grid anymore. <laughs> it's, wild. it's everything's thrown off and scrambled. Yeah. So who's been a hero for you in your life? Oh, tons of heroes. Um lots lots from books none uh no one i've met but who i've met my fiance is a huge inspiration inspiration to me he's um like the most consistent and structured and just like almost militant guy i've ever met but he's still really chill and i actually lived with him for like a month or two during the pandemic we had just started dating so it's like awkward but we lived together and he just kind of flowed through life like in a schedule. I had never done that before. I was just kind of like, you know, oh, I'm going to go party tonight and I'll be waking up later, you know, the next day and I won't have all this like, he just had the structure down. And I was just like, that is so inspirational and so interesting that someone my age could do that so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of that had to do with the big change I had moving back to Missouri. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So if you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, one person, who would you love to meet and talk to? Mm. Maybe um, we're on a podcast, maybe a podcaster like Lex Freeman, yeah. Joe Rogan, just such uh, open-mindedness there. I think mm -hmm. it'd be really great to pick their brain on their perspective on how they go about life. Yeah, for sure. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Best advice. Um, just do it. Just start. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, yeah, there, there's so much that goes into that because people, people will like hold their whole lives up because they're not ready. They don't have the right equipment or the right things. And it's like, you just got to start like the first season of Seinfeld was bad. That's but right. they, they had to start. It's like That's they right. had to get to that point where they were iconic. Yeah. Uh, so what's your drive? What's your drive every day to wake up, to be who you are, to evolve and to grow? What is that drive for you? Um, I think I read a really great book a couple summers ago about like a deep self-love, not self-care or like getting your nails done or anything like that, but um, just a really truthful look at yourself and how you're going about life. And I think honoring my future self is a huge inspiration. We're not, I mean, you can't live life like YOLO, 
you know, you're going to be old one day and your old self is going to thank you for setting up everything you have now and all the you're able to do everything now might as well do it now yeah well you've you've mentioned books quite a bit what was the first book that you ever read that really made you think man i want to read more books this is inspiring me i don't think it was the first book in that vein but um have you ever read anything by yuval harari yuval noah harari Uh uh-uh it, there's a book he wrote called Sapiens um, and then another one called Homo Deus. It's a collection of history at, at a holistic view. It is an incredible mind shift. It's an incredible perspective on how humans have evolved since the beginning of time. Wow. Yeah. Very inspirational. I'll have to take a look into that. So speaking of inspirational, what's of all of the things that you've done professionally and everything geographically and personally that you've been through, what are you the proudest of? Um, the proudest of, I'd say probably starting my own thing. I'm just starting it like yeah. very fresh, very new, but that's a great way to, you know, do something for yourself and feel proud of yourself for doing, you know, staying consistent with something. Yeah. So speaking of the, that book, looking at the evolution of humanity and, and people, if you could get into a time machine and see one event in human history with your own eyes, where are you going? What do you want to see? Um, probably, I don't know if you could go back to one time and see it, but probably just the evolution of how humans became like sapiens yeah there were so many like versions of human so many like races of human um like there are races of dog or i, I guess i, I don't know what I'm genus to say. and species yeah that whole yeah. like thing yes i would love to see how that came to be like why do we have thumbs yeah. why are we able to use them so well yeah because no yeah. one actually knows they have an idea, but right. And to like kind of fast forward and see the procession of things. Yeah. What you're explaining in that book reminds me of what Carl Sagan did with Cosmos, how he took and compartmentalized the history of the universe and showed where we are in it and how it all kind of became what we know of right now. And it is, it's a huge shift. It's mind blowing. You just, it puts so many things in perspective. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I think that would be a great um, way to read it is start yeah. with Carl Sagan and then go to Yvonne. Yeah, Harvey. that just, would totally. It, your mind would just blow. <laughs> yeah, I may have to do that. I, I've been yeah. getting into audiobooks and I'd love to kind of hear that and divulge that. That'd be great. Um, mm -hmm. So everyone has a perception of you, family, friends, um, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? I think, hmm, great question. These are all great questions. Good. I think that I am um, a driven person who wants to make change because you have the power to, everybody has the power to do that. And I want mine to be meaningful. So what do you miss the most about Kansas City and or what did you like the best about living in Kansas City? 
I miss family. Yeah. Family's there. My sister. Um, I liked the, the, one of the big reasons I moved home is because I used to spend most Sundays with one of my best friends in Charlotte's family. And I moved home because I miss doing that with my own family. Yeah. So I think I liked just being able to pop in whenever. Yeah. See them have a yard for my dog to run in. <laughs> yeah, sure. Absolutely. The amenities. So if anyone out there wants to learn more about what you're doing on LinkedIn or anything about your world, reach out. How can they do that? You can reach out in the DMs on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram. Um, that's the best way to reach me. Okay. Catherine, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. It's so good to connect with people that have some kind of you know, relevance with the whole Kansas City thing. So thank you for, for taking time out. Best of luck with everything. Have a great 2024. Thank you, you too. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Yeah.